0: If I put a top hat on my watch, does that make it a smart watch?
1: That's me this, me this If I put butter in whiskey, does that make butterscotch? scotch?
0: Last week's show was particularly exciting for listener Will. Uh, Why, I hear you ask.
1: Why, I ask, so that you can hear me asking it. Is
0: it because he lives in the Lindbergh baby house? No.
1: Uh,
0: Is he volunteering to go on vacation with Pat from Canada? No, he's not. Sorry, Pat.
1: I wasn't asking, Ollie. (laughs) Fuck you.
0: That wasn't a Canadian accent, by the way. It was just an accent that came into my mouth. To be honest, that was probably more accurate than if you tried to do a Canadian accent. Absolutely. In fact, listener Will is asking about the website that's got the world talking dicksmac.org.
1: It does seem to be remarkably popular.
0: <laughs> now the, for those of you that missed it, because this was towards the end of last week's show as well, uh, we were talking about domain names, quite a dry subject really yeah. uh, and Helen Rift, in that way that she does. I thought of a domain name, Dixmac.org. as a way of explaining how you don't have to be a charity to register a .org website.
1: Is Will going to say you do have to be the charity dicksmac to have <laughs> dicksmac.org
0: rather than .com? It's actually a very serious problem in fact, people getting hit in the face with dicks, happens all the time. Um, <laughs> Unless we talk about it, <laughs> we're never going to solve it. Um, no. Uh, yeah,
1: I've got Bob Gold on board.
0: <laughs> no, what he's doing actually is just pointing out extraordinarily that the domain name is still available. No. Uh, he says, I've spent the last ten years trying to find decent domain names. And
1: I still haven't. Thank you.
0: <laughs> uh, and every man and his dog has bought speculatively, so I can't. Then I heard you talk about dicksmack.org and was stunned that you mentioned a domain that was still Available.
1: It's still available at time of recording. Mm. So how come Will didn't snap it up if he's been on the lookout?
0: Yeah, I I think this is him jeopardising his own internet entrepreneurship here. Why didn't yeah. he register it first?
1: By next episode, I expect one of you listeners to have bought it. And I'd be very interested to see what you do with it. I, I don't want you just to make it a site of people smacking things with dicks. Or... I hear
0: there's plenty of those on the web already. Indeed. I or, wouldn't know.
1: Or smacking themselves in the dick. No. Or smacking other people in the dick. No. What's a creative way... Yeah. To use and interpret Dixmac.org. Yeah, let's
0: BBC four this name. Yeah. That's not ITV to it. Yeah. Hello, it's Tim from Brighton. Uh, Helen Molly, answer me this. I want to make a massive omelet. Um, can you buy ostrich eggs? And if so, where from?
1: You can buy ostrich eggs. The equivalent to having twenty four hens eggs. Admittedly, they're not that frequent an occurrence in the average shop that sells other egg
0: things. Are they a Waitrose thing? Yes, you Are can they? get them on
1: Waitrose online, of can course. Yeah. I also went to ostrich.org.uk, which has links to various ostrich product shops. And there was one called oslink.co.uk, which is the home of the Lincolnshire ostriches. And Oslink sells them for around £20 each, uh, which is actually a lot more expensive than just buying really good uh, free-range organic ones, or even duck eggs. So I would just buy lots of nice, smaller eggs, because once you whipped it up into an omelette, you won't know that it was a big egg once.
0: Yeah, if you're making an omelette. but if you're making uh, like a tuna nissoise and the egg is the centerpiece
1: oh but I've seen a hard-boiled ostrich egg and it looked quite nasty because the albumin goes kind of grey and translucent and uh, what
0: is a good recipe to use an ostrich egg for
2: I don't know You could use it to make macaroons or
0: or, um, meringues. Ostrich macaroons is just needlessly otolinky, isn't it?
2: I think
1: the thing is, it's difficult to cook it if you keep it whole. But if you made, say, a massive ostrich scotch egg, you'd probably have to boil the egg for about an hour. But then if you're breaking it down into more manageable components, no need to be a £20 ostrich egg, right? Actually, another problem with making an ostrich egg omelette is you would need a massive frying pan, like a paella pan or something.
0: Mm -hmm. I wonder if the price of the egg is dictated by the scarcity, though. Surely. And if Asda decided they wanted to stock ostrich eggs, if yes. they really invested in the ostrich egg market, which seems unlikely, but hey, it happened for hummus. You can never always predict oh, these things. it's
1: like Little and the £5 pound lobster. Exactly,
0: mm. yeah. If Asda decided they were going to do that, then actually probably that would really bring the price down because you'd have more ostriches.
1: Well, I wonder whether ostriches are not very frequent at laying. Apparently, uh, the ostrich egg season runs from March till the beginning of September. So you really need to get on it now, Tim, if you Mm. want to. (laughs) Here's another question of egg-shaped objects from Drew, who says, one of my balls hangs lower than the other. (laughs) I I find this quite troubling. Ollie, answer me this. Is this normal? No, go and see a doctor (laughs)
0: immediately. You are about to combust.
1: (laughs) Or are my balls just weird? (sighs) Aren't all balls asymmetrical? I haven't seen all the balls. But in my bald
0: survey They're asymmetrical Uh, 27.3% of men Have equally proportioned testicles So there we go So no Uh, And in fact 21% of men Have the left testicle being higher mm. uh, And the majority Have the right testicle Being slightly higher Oh how curious um, And the reason for this Drew And it's not weird at all Is function It stops them Banging into each other yes. So you can make Little baby Drews In the future
1: Yeah and you don't oh. want A Newton's cradle Happening in your pants Do you? <laughs>
0: exactly that <laughs> it's, um, it's perpetual motion Right there So there you go I think the most exciting Testicle fact that I've discovered Is that um, you've got a pair <laughs> One day Helen I'll discover that In your <laughs> Christmas stocking Maybe I finally confront someone On a matter of personal belief
1: Did the Disney store Sell nuts <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Maybe get one there
0: Um, What I've discovered Is that human testicles Are smaller Than a chimpanzee's testicles Now that in itself I guess is not that amazing How big are
1: chimpanzees?
0: Wait for it But larger Than a gorilla's testicles
1: Oh I knew that Because everyone knows That gorillas are Severely lacking In the uh, undercarriage
0: Really? I didn't know that Tiny little
1: wangs I'm assuming Drew That you're talking about your balls having dropped But if you have one testicle that is undescended Then uh, you should ask your doctor about that, mm. that That's a possibility isn't it From yeah, his He doesn't point. give us much information no, no. He certainly did not supply a photo And for that I thank him
0: <laughs> Yes, especially since it sounds like he's probably under 18
1: <laughs> Well here is another blokey question From Sam who says I recently endured what I'm sure every male In a relationship has had to Care to guess?
0: <laughs> no, because I'm in a relationship and anything I say will <laughs> be damaging. <laughs>
1: Exquisite happiness. Uh. <laughs> a day out shopping with the girlfriend. Uh. Ollie and Martin the Sourman answer me this How do you keep yourselves entertained and occupied on such outings? I'm furious about this. Because if anything, I go shopping largely on my own so that I don't have to put him through
0: this. Martin, <laughs> have you been in situations where Helen's shopping for things that maybe you're not so interested in? Perhaps 1950s vintage dresses, no, just I by way of example. No, I quite like it, I
2: quite enjoyed that, actually. Because I get to see Helen dressed up in pretty dresses, which is nice.
1: I have to wait while Martin's trying on loads of clothes and I have to sit there with a book. <laughs> so given that the traditional gender roles, as you put them, Sam, are reversed in my relationship, I would say take a book or enjoy something on a smartphone or go to a different shop and arrange to meet a bit later because yeah. often I'll dispatch Martin to a guitar shop while i look at fabric samples and then we're both happy
0: no that doesn't work every time I say to my girlfriend oh right whilst you're in here I'll be in Smith's oh wh- okay whilst you're in here I'll be in the Apple store mm. okay whilst you're in here I'll be in wherever by the time you get to the fourth time you've said that she begins to think I don't want to spend time with her It's
1: not Not spending time with her I know that. If she's in a changing room You're not with her anyway But it's just
0: She in her mind She's thinking But we're going to shops That have men's clothes as well Even though some of the Women's clothes shops she shop in Sell really boring men's clothes mm. So for example Just yesterday in fact I spent 15 minutes Waiting for her in a Zara Now mm-hmm. Zara for women's clothes Is fine All of the men's clothes are black and silver. It's like shopping for a coffin.
1: In the 21st century, such sexism still persists. (laughs) I can't believe it.
0: Of course, when we went in, I'd already done the thing where I said, I'll meet you outside another shop in 15 Mm. minutes' time, three times. So I thought, okay, golden rule of four. Can't do it again. Right, 3G? No 3G. Ah! In fact, no mobile signal. Well, you've got Pocket there. You've got articles you read. No, (laughs) hand bothered. bothered, Oh, you You idiot. You've got to think ahead. Listen,
1: everybody, save articles to Pocket to read later. I love Pocket. So did you think, oh, I'll just have a wank instead? (laughs) That would get get you thrown
0: out the store, problem solved I'll tell you exactly what I did Um, I tried all of the aftershaves Uh, (laughs) Um, There are about five uh... different Own brand aftershaves in Zara One of them's quite nice Okay. And the other four smell sort of the same But of course once you... braid five of them on yourself you can't distinguish them. I'm
2: pretty sure if you mix all those things together you get some sort of precursor for like pretty a nerve toxic. agent don't you, yeah. <laughs> you don't
0: a- it's a
1: Molotov cocktail of aftershave
0: um, then I played a game with myself where I tried to guess the price of the scarves
1: that's what I did though when uh, Martin was shopping for shirts in the Liberty's men department I played with the Liberty's men's scarves and some of those are so soft it's like yeah. holding a ghost that's- <laughs>
0: <laughs> Liberty's is the a good shop to hang around in though
1: well because also they put chairs around
0: yeah and the chairs themselves are probably worth yeah. about five grand
1: in some ladies shops you could just have a sit and a snooze. Well,
0: I'll tell you actually what happened is after that ten wasted minutes, I went up to her and she said, "Oh, why well, are you still here? I thought you were going to go up to W H Smith." And no! I was like, "We agreed we'd stay here. That's why, because we agreed." And then I was like, "Right, I'll go into Smith's now. The thing that I want, and it was an incredibly boring, tedious thing. It was clips to go on a full scap file divider. Uh... Right, the thing that I want, I think, is on the ground floor. I'll see you in there. Went in there, of course, it wasn't on the ground floor. It was on the first floor.
1: There better be a thrilling denouement to this.
0: <laughs> and what happened is she came up in a half." two minutes later, Mm. saying, Ollie, I've just been all on the ground floor and you weren't there. You said you'd be on the ground floor. That was your mistake. Having just tried to be really nice boyfriend waiting for her, I just erupted at her. I just went, I just waited for ten fucking minutes in Zara for you. (laughs) On top of my voice in Smith.
1: I think it's unfair for her to operate such double standards. Yes.
0: Well, I I thought I was right. Mm. But as we know in relationships, it's not about who's right, is it? I got my full scap clips. That's the important yes. thing. Yes. Yep.
1: Successful days. Exactly. <laughs> of course I was single afterwards, but I've got my full scap clips.
0: <laughs> but I can organize everything whilst yes. I'm single. <laughs>
1: my files of new girlfriends.
0: I've got a question
1: Email your question. To answer me this podcast at GoogleMail.com
0: To answer me this
2: podcast at GoogleMail.com.
0: To answer me this, podcast at to answer me this podcast at Time for a question from Patrick who says the other day I was perusing a local bookstore. Good
1: to support your local bookstores.
0: Uh, and I found two books, the first and second in a series. Uh, There was, of course, a short little paragraph on the back of both books describing the plot Standard
1: You better be going somewhere with this, Patrick (laughs) Uh, There were books there, because it was a bookshop The books had pages, those had words on
0: He says, on the back of the first book, several mysterious questions were brought up Whilst on the second book, all of those questions were immediately answered (laughs) Uh, I can't imagine an author would be so enthusiastic about spoiling her own books So, Helen, answer me this Who writes the blurbs on the backs of books? Well... As if it's one person who writes all of them.
1: Yeah. Well, like the growly voice trailer man <laughs> yeah, but for actually, blurbs, Yeah, good point, yeah. It usually falls, Patrick, to someone at the publishing house. Now it'll often be the book's editor in collaboration with the author or the book's editor will delegate it to an underling. It just seems to be a job that no one really likes.
0: But I think authors sometimes don't know what it is about their own work that makes it sellable. Indeed. And and the editors do because they've bought it. They've literally paid money to the author to buy their book so they understand why they bought it.
1: And also they may have only read the the first 30 pages of the finished product (laughs) (laughs) so they can write a good tease for the rest. (laughs) But as for the second of a series spoiling the first I think that's sort of unavoidable isn't it in a series. like the Hunger Games. I've seen the first film, I haven't read any of the books, but I can imagine the first book blurb going, "Ooh, Katniss might get slaughtered. Mm. Will she?" shrug. And the second book, Katniss goes and does the Hunger Games again Well, she gets slaughtered, shrug Then there are another couple of books So you do have to assume But I'd imagine that a lot of people buying the second book Have already read the first one And they're okay with it
0: I actually find this less objectionable with books than with films, in fact Mm. Um, Because with books, at least you know that you're reading um, An interpretation of what's inside the book You're reading a a, description Yeah But it's written by a third party. It's written in this sort of elusive way. Um, whereas with a film, when you're looking mm. at the trailer, you are looking at the film. Like well, that's the film. That's it's not an interpretation. It is the film. And I know that they can change the way that it's styled. So mm. something that isn't that funny can look much funnier, and a thriller can actually look like it's pretty harmless and all yeah. that. But nonetheless, you're seeing clips from the film, and sometimes if they show you too much, I don't go and see the film.
1: Well, some films they obviously put all the best bits in the trailer, particularly an action film. If they've put all the action sequences yeah. in, then what's the point? But also, I often find that uh, with a blurb and a trailer. I think the product is probably better than this makes it look, but they have cut together something that makes it look dreadful.
0: Well, have you seen the trailer for We're the Millers?
1: Uh, yes
0: Now that I, I'm I'm intrigued by that one Because yeah. actually It makes it look much better yes, it does Than I would think A Jennifer Aniston comedy would be Yes like I watched it and I thought Okay actually that looks Quite quirky quite funny And it's yeah. got some laughs in it But they have literally Every scene in there I know every single oh, scene Of that movie How's
1: she going to prove To the baddies That she's a stripper yeah. By stripping Well <laughs> yeah. I never So you
0: know I know the whole story I know that he picks up the, the boy who lives outside his flat Yeah You know the girl as well I know that the American family That they see at the border in Mexico Gives them the idea To be an yeah. American looking family I know that they get caught I, I know that he sings along to waterfalls so I've seen every single scene of that film
1: except for the denouement Possibly Well all they need to do Is add another 20 seconds To the trailer And then you're done It's like when they used To print newspapers Really small So people could send them To war zones For very cheap postage They could do that with films Just cut a three minute version Mm. Wouldn't work for a lot of films But we're the Millers I'd imagine not much Is going to get
0: lost They do it on American TV series Don't they Previously on Dexter Some of that stuff Is masterful Like they'll take a whole series And condense it into 30 seconds You just think Why did I waste 24 hours Of my life watching that Got the whole thing in 30 seconds. Yeah. He's a killer. He's dead. She's on the hunt. That's it.
1: Conversely, on the next week on Mad Men, they just have pictures of people saying words that don't really mean anything out of context. So they'll just have someone who always drinks having a drink. And (laughs) (laughs) and, And I assume they're taking the piss. Obviously, they don't want to give anything away, really. But it's not actually making you think, oh, I wonder what's going to happen because you know that they've just cut together a collage. Mm. Here's another question about books from Dave who says, in Padstow the other week, there was a signature session for Rick Stein's new book. I saw people queuing to buy it for over twice the price you could get it on Amazon or for the same price you could get it as a local independent bookshop, which you should support with your money, Dave. I enjoyed his seafood restaurant and have got his book and I like his curries. But his signature wouldn't enhance my enjoyment in any way if he signed your curry <laughs> with, with his finger. Meeting him or other notable celebs with some meaningful talent would be interesting in a relaxed, spontaneous environment. For instance, as I sat with my wife and other families our children played... You get the
0: idea I do, yes No, I've been in relaxed, spontaneous environments before But thanks for (laughs) colouring me in
1: Not in a queue of 100 people All just wanting the same thing Time and a time and again And paying £13 more for the privilege
0: They're not really paying £13 more I know what you're saying They're paying £13 more than they would on Amazon But as Helen pointed out That's RRP Right, it's Amazon are charging £13 less than everyone else
1: because they can but yeah. that is what is ruining the book trade for everybody Dave
0: so from that point of view they're not thinking they're paying for it they're thinking they're getting something extra for free and, and what they're getting is FaceTime with someone that they like
1: even, even if it is two seconds and they're not going to have a bonding conversation what? doesn't stop some people though they still want to
0: I think if you're a really big fan of someone then it's exciting just to be in the same room as them because actually on a smaller scale people did that to us didn't they when we had oh, yeah. our book out and we went and did book signings one guy
1: sat on us there was- He was a lovely fellow They
0: brought us cakes They asked us to write Personal dedications In the front pages To their friends They brought jam Yeah And they wanted to tell Our stories about How they listened to our show And that's Mm. the thing So people were probably Going up to Rick Stein And saying
1: I made you curry The other night Exactly Great story
0: (laughs) That's probably what Rick Stein's thinking Alan. But for that person They're thinking I've just told Someone who makes My favourite Go and curry That I like his Go and curry And Mm. it's my favourite Go and curry And that for them Is a big deal
1: Yes, and also, for Rick Stein, although it might be a bit tiresome and you might think, oh, these fools, they mean nothing to me. If they weren't there, then they would mean everything to him, Yes, exactly. Yeah. I
2: think if you're a cook, that's one of those rare specialties which inv- can involve a high degree of skill, but it's also accessible to the beginner. Mm. So you might get people coming up and going, hey, I tried your, your go and fish curry recipe, it was amazing, but you know what I did that really put a twist on it. I, I dumped a, a whole jar of mayonnaise in it and it made it amazing. Oof. And go, oh, that's really interesting, I'll try that next time, you know, and yeah. you know. Begin to have a conversation about it.
1: I think also uh, a lot of people want their book to feel special and not just like any old book.
0: Well, this is it because there's not... value to it, doesn't it?
1: Well, actually, um, especially now that authors will often sign thousands of copies, there isn't really the rarity value. Okay. Um, a signature doesn't necessarily particularly enhance the value of a book in the second-hand market.
0: It's important that the signature has some rarity to it. Yeah,
1: if you've got a first edition of The Lord of the Rings signed by Tolkien. Yeah that wouldn't be like getting uh, a Harry Potter signed by J.K. Rowling because she would have sat there for days having to sign loads and loads and loads. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But if you get th- the first edition of a Harry Potter signed by J.K. Rowling is, I think, the most anyone's ever paid for um, for an autographed yeah. book. Yeah,
1: but that would be stupid,
0: stupid rarity,
1: wouldn't it? There weren't that many of
0: them. Yeah, sure, because why would you get her to sign it because no one had read it?
1: Yeah, I mean, if you want a rare signed edition of the Answer Me This book, then uh, go to Bookseller Crow, who is our local independent oh, bookshop. In
0: Crystal Palace. booksellercrow.com. Palace. Bookseller The George Orwell 1984 signed copy. Hmm. Apparently, that's particularly rare because George Orwell was in hospital when it came out and he never left alive. Mm. He so had to tuberculosis he only signed a- when, he was, when he was writing it, didn't he? Right, so he only signed very, very few. So it's the combination of the fact that... His signature is rare anyway But then you're combining it With something that By necessity Could have only happened On that one day
2: There's no rarity To, to Rick Stein Sitting in exactly. a place In Padsdale Where he Rick lives
0: If Rick anyway. died that day Then the, suddenly yeah. They'd be worth more money That's the mm. point Morbid
1: though And also I think Paper was still rationed then Print runs were smaller And mm. those books fell apart more So those really will be Much more rare Than a well produced Shiny Rick Stein Fish curry book The locals here Use mayonnaise A kind of salad cream They also have hummus Which is like baked beans But minced It may sound funny, but it's actually really quite tasty. Try it with some pita
0: bread, which is like bread. Cheers! Answer Me This Holiday, one hour of foreign muck, out now at answermethispodcast.com slash albums.
1: It may be September, listeners But that doesn't mean Holiday season is over No No, the Answer Me This holiday Can be enjoyed at any time of year that's Fancy right. that It's
0: the perfect barbecue soundtrack Even if that's a barbecue You're having on Halloween
1: Yes, or in February <laughs> If you want to find out more About the album Go to com Slash holiday And then maybe you'll consider Expending your £2.49 and pence on it And supporting Answer Me This By doing so
0: Yeah, so that maybe Eventually we can go on a holiday Yay! Paid for by your purchases
1: That'd be nice Yeah,
0: it's unlikely, isn't it Unless we go on one of those holidays a giveaway in the sun.
1: Oh, or the £10 holidays. <laughs> yeah. where,
0: where are those going? Uh, Butlins, I think, mostly. OK.
1: yeah.
2: I'd like to get to Butlins. There's an amazing uh, water slide in Butlins. Yeah.
1: The other way, of course, that you can keep the podcast going is by supplying your questions. And one way to do that is by giving us a call on this number. Oh two oh eight one two three five eight double seven. As this person has done.
0: Akin here from London. Helen and Ollie, answer me this. Celebrities, when they're on a uh, community service which services do they exactly have to do because i can't really imagine them kind of cleaning up graffiti or Or rubbish on the streets.
1: You don't need to imagine that. You can just look at the tabloid pictures of them having to do that. Yeah,
0: although I do quite like the idea that celebrities are so in their own special category that they get a particular kind of punishment. Don't
1: they have to go to Harrods and comb out all the mink coats (laughs) Um, and shine up the diamonds?
0: Instead, I I imagine in any case, it depends on what area of the country their crime was committed or Mm. which area of the country has jurisdiction over their sentence. Or which country. Um, Indeed. So, uh, you know, they all get different sentences depending on where they are. Uh, Chris Brown, for example, uh, went and worked for 180 days in in the stables.
1: No, he didn't, because he's just uh, received a thousand hours of community service for not doing his previous load of community service for beating up Rihanna. So now I've seen a
0: picture of Chris Brown in the stables, anyway.
1: Yeah, he was doing a gig there. <laughs> for Jesus, he was supposed to do all this community service in his home state of Virginia, and instead he was doing gigs not in Virginia right. and was on private planes in Mexico. So they've said he can choose from removing graffiti, cleaning up highways cleaning rubbish from beaches or
0: general maintenance work. But the suspicion is, as underlined by Akins' question, I think, would Chris Brown have been given that exact sentence in the first place if he wasn't famous? And it's hard to call that, isn't it? Because sometimes you do think, do they go a bit easier on these people because them being inside a penal institution, yes, it sets an example to people, but they're going to create all kinds of problems with their lawyers, they're going to be a risk when they're inside of getting beaten up and stuff like that. And actually, it's easier to have them setting an example by having a stupid photo shoot where they're cleaning up the street wearing high heels, even though that makes yeah. a mockery of it to an extent. Well, than he yeah. is putting them in a prison. Naomi
1: mm. Campbell did uh, five days at the New York Sanitation Department
0: wearing couture. It's become a bit of a circus, this, hasn't it?
1: I bet a load of celebrities are rubbish, though, at their community service because mm. a lot of them will not have actually cleaned anything themselves for years. So yes. having to do litter picking or scrubbing a streets not going to be really that easy for them.
0: Now, uh, here's a serendipitous question from Adrian because I was wondering just the same thing he's about to ask myself.
1: Was it you writing in under a pseudonym?
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> Helen, answer me this. What is the difference between jam and conserve is conserve just a posh jam which costs more for the same thing
2: what about preserve isn't that isn't that a jam like
0: You're right there's another one neither adrian nor i thought about preserve what idiots we are that's why you've got a phd and we haven't
2: that's some
1: next level shit
0: (laughs)
2: i've got a phd in synonyms for jam
0: and actually whilst we're asking questions adrian hasn't asked Uh also what's so special about marmalade that it's not just called orange jam
1: Oh, because uh, it's not as fun as jam and they want (laughs) everyone to know. I think in France, though, marmalade is a more creamy substance made not just out of orange fruits.
0: Right. Anyway, why all these categories, Helen? They're all Uh, jam.
1: Well, there are a couple of definitions of conserve. One of them is essentially the same as preserve, where it is the same as jam in that it's fruit and sugar all boiled up together, but in jam it all mushes down into a sort of consistent substance and in conserve slash preserve there's a bit more distinction in the textures between the fruit lumps and that
0: which they are suspended in. So in plain English... Lumpy jam. Lumpier, yeah. yeah but, <laughs> okay.
1: but others suggest that conserve is made out of dried fruit and also nuts. That what? is nuts. Yeah, that's,
0: yeah, that's uh, wrong. Here's a question from Will in Oxford who says, Helen, answer me this. Is Frankenstein's monster a zombie?
1: No.
0: My uh. gut says no. What's the argument for? Frankenstein's monster is made up of dead bits of other people. Yeah. Therefore, he's sort of like the living dead.
1: Yes, but I think the general definition of zombie is a dead human that has been brought back to a sort of living state via supernatural yeah. forces. And, and all in
0: one piece as well.
1: Frankenstein's monster is brought back by scientific forces. I think
2: that's a very narrow definition of a zombie. I think the main main feature of a zombie is mindlessness. I disagree that's the main feature. I no. agree that's a feature. You don't say Jesus is a zombie. Exactly. It's not to do with reanimation. Exactly. It's the mindlessness. It's their lack of agency. It comes from
0: the Haiti voodoo priest controlling people's minds doesn't it? That's, yeah. that's where the original zombie comes from. Whereas Frankenstein's monster is a very Cerebral creature, isn't he? By yeah. the end, he's tortured by his own existence. Not at the, the beginning, zombie. he's <laughs> just like, Ur! but at the end, when he's learnt things,
1: yeah, well, he's a baby at the beginning, a yeah, baby in yeah. an eight foot body.
0: That's right, yeah. They speed through a lot there, don't they? Because he suddenly knows how to talk and he's not only just talking but talking quite a poetic way quite yeah. quickly.
1: Well, Mary Shelley didn't want to describe five years of, of yeah. primary education, <laughs> yeah,
0: but the, and really, I'd say that his reading is like GCSE level.
1: Oh, well, he probably has to study Frankenstein then.
0: <laughs> Very
1: common set text. Yeah,
0: that would be weird.
1: I think uh, the book is a little sketchy about how Frankenstein creates the monster. But, of course, in the definitive source, which is Kenneth Branagh's uh, film adaptation, mm. here's like a collage of bits of corpses that he's stolen. Yeah. And Why does he do that? Why does not he just use one? Well, that's what I wondered. And especially when... Uh, spoiler for something that is really old. Um, especially when he has to make uh, his wife into a similar monster so that Frankenstein's monster has a mate she also looks like a collage even though she is just one person so I think it's a bit of a silly flourish isn't it
0: it's a flaw in an otherwise perfectly realistic film (laughs) so anyway we're coming down on the side of no he's not a zombie no I think I'd agree with that
1: I would just like to put out a plea to our listeners Don't feel encouraged by this question to send in more questions about zombies because of all things I don't give a shit about in this world, zombies are pretty much at the top.
0: Yeah, uh, Helen probably rejects three times as many zombie questions as she does questions of cats. That gives you some perspective on, on her level of indifference. If
1: you write to us saying... What's your plan in the case of a zombie apocalypse? I don't care. I'm happy to be dead because I so don't give a shit about yeah. <laughs> what would happen in the event of a zombie
0: apocalypse. But well, I do quite like 28 Days Later.
1: Yeah, that, that's, is, a, that is a good film. That's,
0: but that, that's why I'm a little bit conflicted because mm-hmm. I kind of think 28 Days Later was quite good and I thought Shaun of the Dead was quite fun. But
1: they're both was, atypical.
0: Well, no, but I've seen the George A. Romero ones. Yeah. Equally, some of them quite fun. So it's not like I hate it. It's not like with sport, like all sport, <laughs> which I hate. Even pole vault? Um, even pole vault. No! Most sport, Okay. But nonetheless zombies like actually watching the odd zombie film I'm fine with it's the speculation that's so tedious about something that isn't real
1: But musicals aren't
0: real lolly But I know but read a newspaper <laughs> I just <laughs> made that's up, made up and all It's <laughs> good point. Down and lonely
2: life is so confusing I need some answers preferably amusing Now i find that will suit
0: I listen to Helen and on my half. Hour Here's a question from John from Oxford who says, I recently stumbled across a photo on Twitter at Helen and Ollie, that's where you want to be. At Martin Uh, yeah. Uh, Which showed a game where young, sexy women were playing American football in merely their underwear.
1: It really is a fetish for everything these days, isn't it? Yeah, it's
0: also an interesting use of the word stumbled there. Did you really stumble across that, John?
1: Yeah, he he fell over and his dick got caught in the photo. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: I presume, continues John, this is some sort of weird American sport in which perverted, fat, middle-aged men watch these women for sexual gratification.
1: Why must these men be fat? Or middle-aged.
0: I suppose he's just talking in terms that people do when they try and uh, pigeonhole the internet as sad, disparate and desperate people. A
1: lot of thin people are desperate and
0: gross. When there was all this controversy recently about kids getting cyberbullied and stuff. I heard many times on talk radio presenters say things like, well, we all know the kind of people we're talking about in some lonely bedroom somewhere... And I was like, "Well, maybe they might be in the school computer room.
1: They might be next to you. Yeah, right they might now. be you. And they might be in really good physical shape, actually."
0: <laughs> uh, anyway, John continues. When I looked into the matter further, I discovered there was, in fact, a national lingerie football league.
1: Well, he must be really into this photo?
0: Yeah, he's, to do some supplementary research. He's done some serious stumbling, hasn't mm. he? Yeah. So Helen, answer me this: What the fuck?
1: That's not a proper question. And
0: also. Who founded this game, and is it just a form of mild porn?
1: They're not having sex. They're playing sport.
0: Now, but I know what he means by the use of the word porn there. He d- mm. He's not saying... He knows they're not having sex, but he's saying that the primary objective is titillation.
1: Well, mm. titillation is different to porn. Not all titillation is porn. But that's not the question he's really asking. It's certainly
0: not, but we've done no. very well to I be th- so academic I on th- such think a ridiculous th- subject. Just be a bit
1: careful <laughs> with that word. So it was founded by a man called Mitchell S. Mortaza. And uh, the plan was that it would be Like an alternative Super Bowl halftime show You know when they winch out Madonna And she does some shouting Uh, You could go onto pay-per-view And watch women (laughs) playing American football In their underwear Seven aside I think it first uh, appeared in 2009 And then a league quite quickly sprang up and now they're going
0: to... <laughs> sorry. Oh, sorry.
1: <laughs> and uh, ne- next year, they're going to erect a league in Europe as well. Oh, are they? So we can play with uh, America and Canada and Australia. So John
0: from Oxford, you can stumble across this with other people in as well. RL. Yeah. they Are they taking it in a new direction?
2: Well,
1: actually, they have been, Martin, because in January of this year, they stopped calling it the lingerie football league and mm. renamed it the legends football league because so they said we want this to seem more like a legitimate sport these oh women, how ridiculous these women are sexy athletes and uh oh, they also they also, yeah, agree. they also put them in more sporty versions of bras and knickers so they didn't have uh little ribbons on anymore but they are still skimpy and they are still getting wedgies but it looks kind of like <laughs> it looks more like what female runners wear
0: but that's just the wrong approach, isn't it? Because obviously they must have come under criticism that this is misogynistic, that it's sexist, that it's an impression yeah. of women based purely on, uh, you know, aesthetic concerns and all the rest of it, and it's demeaning. However, however, your, your answer to that is clearly to create a male lingerie football league, and then really mm. what can anyone complain about? Just create a male one if you're worried about it being sexist, but don't pretend it's sport.
1: That's a very interesting approach. Thank you. You must be very conflicted by something like the uh, Legends Football League, only because it is sexy, underclothed ladies... Mm. But they're playing sports. But they're playing sports, sport. yeah. Oh. Uh-
0: Ugh. <laughs> I can would, you get
1: it up to that? I,
0: <laughs> I, I am split, yes maybe, uh, if, maybe if I... You've
1: got a forked penis <laughs> Well, listeners, enjoy that image and uh, If you can Yeah, and if you can spare enough time From enjoying that image to send us a question <laughs> We'd be very pleased to have them yes. Our contact details are all on our website AnswerMeThisPodcast.com
0: Answer <laughs> Where you can also find buttons To follow us on Twitter and Facebook
1: Hello, buttons! <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> (laughs) And if you don't like clicking buttons... (laughs) No
1: foreigner's going to (laughs) get that, are they? Panto doesn't work in foreign.
0: (laughs) You'll have to do it again then, won't you? Whoops. By going to (laughs) facebook.com slash answer me this or twitter.com slash Helen and Ollie. Oh yes, you will. It's behind you. you. (laughs)
1: But actually it's ahead of you, if you haven't already done that.
0: And this episode is behind us and we'll see you next week.
2: Bye. Bye!